0: Welcome to the podcast series from the specialists at Penn Medicine. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing audiology at Penn Medicine. Joining me in this panel are Dr. Natalie Watts and Dr. Linda Ronas-Kass within the Division of Audiology in the Department of Otolaryngology, Head and Neck Surgery, practicing at Penn Medicine at Washington Square. Doctors, thank you so much for joining us today. Dr. Ronas Kass, I'd like to start with you. Let's talk about the field of audiology. Tell us exactly what you do, when a patient should be referred to this type of specialist, and really, what's the difference between an audiologist and a hearing aid specialist?
1: Well, here at Penn, we are all doctors of audiology, which means that we've had extensive training about The auditory system. So when a patient comes to us, we're looking for things that might impede hearing when we do a visual exam. but We're also doing very complete comprehensive hearing testing to make sure that we can get as much information about what a patient's hearing loss looks like, the degree of their hearing loss, and how they use their hearing. We are specifically looking for problems that may be located within the nerve of hearing, the cochlea, versus the middle ear, And also, whether the hearing loss that they have is negatively affecting their ability to understand. And because this is so comprehensive, we're quite different from a hearing specialist who may just be looking at hearing with regard to, does this patient need a hearing aid?
0: Dr. Watts, why is audiology care more important right now? Have you seen an increase in the need for hearing loss services? Is there a greater need since COVID? Tell us about that.
2: I do think that we have seen an increase in patients coming to us, specifically because of mask use. Patients are noticing that they have a hearing loss because they're no longer able to read lips and get that visual input. Also, we know that some hearing loss, as well as tinnitus, could potentially be a side effect of COVID. So we're seeing more and more patients come
0: in complaining of these things. Dr. Ronas Cass, in 2016, the Food and Drug Administration changed the requirement for a medical exam for adults purchasing hearing aids. As a result, many people may have the idea that an audiology checkup isn't a needed part of that hearing loss care. Why is this a mistaken impression? Tell us a little bit about why it's so important. Well, it's important because you really want a baseline that looks at the whole problem. And many times patients
1: are doing hearing tests online now, looking to see whether, you know, tinnitus is a problem based on medication they're taking or stress you know, in addition to changes in hearing due to COVID, there's also a change in stress level, which we've seen a tremendous amount more of tinnitus related to that. I think that it's important to get a very concise, very broad baseline information about your hearing that's done correctly.
0: Dr. Watts, Why can't someone simply walk into a retail outlet and get the same service for a hearing aid? What might be the difference between purchasing a hearing aid from a retail establishment versus a comprehensive audiology center found at Penn?
2: Here at Penn, we truly look at each patient as an individual. So, we're looking at all aspects of a patient's hearing loss and are confident that we are treating them appropriately. Because we are a medical center, it also allows us to be able to refer patients to the appropriate provider if hearing aids are not the best option. We also offer all major manufacturers for hearing aids, so we are not limited to a small subset. So patients are able to choose what's going to work best for them with our guidance. We also do not work on commission, so having the patient's best interest in mind. Patients also see the same provider each time they come in, so I think that they have that continuity of care, and it's the same friendly face that they're seeing each
0: time, So based on that, Dr. Ronas-Kass, what sort of follow-up care can that patient expect? And please tell us about the communication internists or referring physicians can expect from Penn as well as the patient themselves. Well, if
1: an internist refers a patient to us, they will always get a copy of the hearing test and what our recommendations are. And once we've done a hearing aid assessment, we certainly can forward that information onto to the provider so that they can sort of reinforce, if we've recommended a hearing aid, that the patient actually follows through with that. As far as follow-up, the patient has a fitting appointment, which is an hour and a half, and then we do at least one or two follow-ups within a 30-day trial period so that we make sure that if a patient is having trouble that would stand in the way of them using and keeping their hearing aids, that we address that. And as Natalie said earlier, they're seeing the same provider each time. So that we're building on a situation of trust, a situation of if this didn't work, then we can try that. And for at least my patients, and I would say pretty much the whole department, that really works in having us solve a problem together. Most of the time when people come to us, they know they have a problem. We're not convincing anybody that it's time to get hearing aids. We are here to see this through and make sure that they get the appropriate device and that if there are any issues that we can follow up within their trial period or at six-month intervals for as long as they own their hearing aids without cost for the patient during their warranty period, which can be up to three years.
2: Linda, I agree, and I also think that it's important to know that we have walk-in visits available if a patient is experiencing a more urgent need. We do not make a patient wait for those visits, and we can also offer remote programming for some patients. That way, if they are not able to come into the office or they just simply don't want to come into the office we can still make adjustments to their hearing aids without them being physically present.
0: Thank you both for that. So I'd like to give you each a chance for a final thought. Dr. Watts, as a summary, tell other providers referring physicians why it's important to counsel their patients to visit an audiologist for overall wellness.
2: So I think that a patient can always benefit from a comprehensive audiologic assessment, whether that patient's coming in because they think they have hearing loss or they're unsure about it. We are professionals, and we are really here to walk the patient through that entire experience studies have shown that there is more cognitive decline related to hearing loss. So it's important for providers to send their patients to us sooner than they may have done in the past.
0: And Dr. Ronus Kass, last word to you. What would you like referring physicians to know about the audiology care available at Penn Medicine?
1: I think it's important to establish a trusting relationship with an audiologist. And especially since we're not fitting on commission, we're really counseling the patient as to what their next steps could or should be. And once we do that, then even if it's not now that they choose to get a hearing aid, at least we've paved the way for them to begin to think about it, to talk about it with family members and friends. So that when it's time to do that, they can come in with a list of very good questions and get their questions answered
0: so that this transition into using hearing aids can be an easy one. Thank you both so much for joining us today. To refer a patient to the Penn Hearing Aid Program or for other hearing loss services, please visit pennmedicine.org slash refer, or you can call 215-662-2777. That concludes this episode from the specialists at Penn Medicine. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Penn Medicine podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.